0: pkd black box is a proud member of the comics podcast network this is the pkd black box episode 26 this week's episode is brought to you by agents of cult volume one recipe for destruction written by sean pryor featuring the artwork of andrew charpon the creators of *Mercury and the Murder and *Tales of the Cornerstone* bring you the centered order of law and technology, Colt, a paranormal science defense organization protecting the universe from evil and villainy of all sorts. Read the adventures of Commander Milo and his agents of Colt Assault Team, along with the action-packed outer space excitement of *Black's Danger in Space*. This can be yours for only $6.99 at DCB Service and HeroesCorner.com, and everybody who purchases a copy will receive a free head sketch by artist Andrew Charpar. *Agents of Colt* Volume One: Recipe for Destruction on sale now at dcbservice.com and heroescorner.com. Welcome back to the PKD Black Box. I'm your host, Sean Pryor, a.k.a. Stan Leroy. This week's episode, we are joined by John Carroll, donnie salvo and special guest daryl taylor of the fixers hideout the no apologies podcast and comic book road show as we talk about some of our some of our favorite 80s television shows it's justice filled action-packed and full of comedy i think you'll really enjoy it so definitely stick around for that but before we get to that segment of the show as always i have some things to talk to you about (laughs) This past weekend, I had the privilege of attending the Summit City Comic Con in Fort Wayne, Indiana. PKD Media was exhibiting some of its books and whatnots at the show. It was the inaugural uh, Summit City Comic Con, as run by Zach Cruzy, Christine Merkler, and Cameron Merkler of DCB Comic or of DCB Service uh, Discount Comic Book Service, uh, DCBService.com. Let me tell you something about this show. This, for it being its first show, was well put together. Very well thought out. It went without a hitch. There were plenty of creators there. I mean, right off, right off the bat, I could tell you, let's see here we had um, Mike Norton was there. Um C us Ryan Stegman, uh, Katie Cook, who I was actually <laughs> tabled next to, which was awesome. Uh, Mike Schwartz from Oceanverse, um, Ben Teed, Mike Pampanella, Dean Stahl, uh, Jim Rugg, uh, who else who else was there? Uh, Matt Kent terry huddles terry huddleston huddle i can never say huddleston there we go (laughs) and a plethora of artists and creators boom studios was there jeffrey brown was there representing top shelf with a ton of his books and top shelf comics um the creator of ghostwriter was there there were so many creators it was just it was a well put together show nice space um Continual flow of traffic. The show started to die down around, I'd say, around four thirty-five. ish because the show ran from ten to six. It was a one-day show on Saturday, but it was so well put together. I had a great time. We sold a good number of books. We met a couple of uh, listeners to the PKD Black Box and those who actually read our comics online. And it was, you know, it was really nice to know that you know people, you know, whether it be from Fort Wayne, Chicago, or wherever they came in to come to the show, actually know what we're doing. And that was really great. I had no idea. So mad props and thank you to everybody that stopped by the table and said hi, bought books. I got an awesome uh, Big Daddy Kane uh, a CD single from from my good friend John, a.k.a. Match, Match Kit John. Uh, actually, you might hear some of the instrumentals uh, during this episode later on. But um, it was wonderful. Uh, the Uncanny Kev uh, from Twitter stopped by. And uh, bought some books, and you know, and, and thanked us and stuff. And there were so many people that stopped by. Um, Darth Kramer, I, I want to say his first name is Matt, and Matt, if I if I have that wrong, I apologize. Um, of the Legion of Substitute Podcasters, uh, stopped by Adam Bezignotti, who will actually be on this show probably in a month or so, um, with his book Deuce Ex Comica. Um, you know, was there Dave Wachter, the wonderful Eisner-nominated Dave Wactor of Guns of the Shadow Valley, was there as well. As I said before, tons of creators, great times all around. There are wonderful panels. As a matter of fact, I was on a panel. I was on a panel. Uh, it was the self-publishing slash indie comics panel with Andy Jewett, Steve Bryant, Jim Rugg, Matt Kent, Jeffrey Brown, and Nate Powell. Now, listen. You know all those names I just read. You know, read off. All these guys have, like, you're either, like, critically acclaimed, they've been given props in the comics industry, they're hustlers, they do their thing. I'm the new guy on the block. And for me, that was just wild because, you know, I, we, I haven't been doing this that long, a couple of years tops, and I'm like, well, should I be here? Should I be a part of this panel? Really? Y'all serious? And it was, it was great. And the panel was led by John Suntries of the Word Balloon podcast. He's also made appearances on the Around Comics uh, podcast as well. And he's a great moder- moderator. And, you know, and I was able to hold my own with the creator of Aphrodisiac. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was able to, you know, joke with, you know, Steve, Steve Bryant, the creator of Athena Voltaire. I, I, that panel was just amazing. And, you know, and and for me, it kind of proved that, you know we're, We actually are taking the steps in the right direction to continue to get more and more people to understand what PKD Media is trying to do and the comics we're trying to make. And it's just such a wonderful feeling. Now, speaking of Steve Bryant, I got to hang out with Steve a lot this weekend and also met two really good friends of his, artists Jim Heffron and Jim Nelson. These are incredible people, very talented artists. And just I, I was just so great to meet them. So props to them as well. And I also had the opportunity to meet Chris Neisman. Um, of the well the formerly around comics podcast and he's also one of the co-hosts on 11 o'clock comics really great guy <laughs> we, we talked a little bit about brother voodoo we also talked about um how you know no one should ever cover a bunch of jose luis garcia lopez artwork with a ton of words wednesday comics metalman story that's all i'm saying but um it was a wonderful show all around if i forgot to name anybody please charge it to my head and not my heart Um, all props to Evil Money Comics Mike Pampanella and his crew they dropped off some Wendy's for me because our brother was starving I was running that table by myself and fantastic show wonderful show we're definitely going back next year and I can't wait for it so to Zach, Christine, and Cameron y'all did a wonderful job kudos to you (laughs) The PKD convention tour rolls on for us uh, next week. You can find PKD Media at HeroesCon in Charlotte, North Carolina. For those who don't know, HeroesCon is a comic book convention, June fourth through June sixth. It is a artist friendly, a creator friendly um, convention. There is also tons of uh, uh, cheap comics to buy and all types of things there. It's a wonderful show. If you're in the area, highly recommend you check it out. Um, PKD Media will have a presence there. We have a small press booth. Um, you will find myself along with artist Chad Sacconi and artist Andrew Charapar um, there as I'm selling, as I'm trying to hustle and sell copies of Mercury and the Murder and Agents of Cult. Uh, Chad will be doing sketches. Andrew will be doing sketches at a, at a nice, moderate, reasonable price. Please come on down and check us out. There will also be a special guest appearance by gang from the store artist slash writer Luke Foster. He'll be stopping by for about an hour to cover me while well, I go take like a lunch break and go look around and, and network with other creators. So stop by and say hi to him as well. Um, I don't know what small press booth we're actually located at. I haven't heard from the Heroes Con people yet. I'm sure it's coming. Granted, <laughs> it's a little less than a week away. But hopefully they will let us know soon because they cash that, they cash that check, I have a booth. <laughs> so we will definitely be there and we hope to see you there as well. And now, on with the show. <laughs> This week we are talking about our favorite 80s action shows. We, we will have some uh, probably questionable shows in between, but we, we will allow them and count them. I'm sure I'm going to have a list of terrible shows, but that's okay. On this uh, Skype call today, I have my homeboy, John Carroll. John, how you doing, sir? Uh,
1: I'm excellent, <laughs> unlike many of the shows we will
0: talk about. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> also on the call is uh, my homeboy,
2: Donnie Salvo. Donnie, how are you doing today, sir? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I just looked up Auto Man on IMDb.
0: <laughs> you never saw that piece of shit.
2: With the little orb.
0: <laughs> See, I ain't gonna talk about that show now. And also on this call, also on this call, um, he is the host of the No Apologies podcast. You can also find him on the Comic Book Roadshow podcast and the Fixers Hideout. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice daryl taylor daryl how are you doing sir
3: i'm good pressure a little high but i'm all right
0: all right there you go then that's all you need um also i must note that donnie salvo can also be seen on reality wasted and the pkd black box and john carroll can be found on the carroll chronicles as well as the pkd black box as well all the plugs are now done <laughs> and now we gonna get down to the root of this show 80s action shows we've all got our lists we've all got our favorites and what we're we just gonna do we're just gonna talk about them as a matter of fact What I would like to do, I would like to hand the mic over to Daryl because he is our special guest today. And I would like for him to uh, tell us about one of his favorite 80s action shows. And then we'll just go back up and down, up and down the line. So, Daryl, it's on you, sir.
3: Okay, well, uh, my avid love and worship of William Shatner has made me into T.J. Hooker, the coolest cop. Ever to jump across the hood of a car.
0: <laughs> now I can take that off my list. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it!
3: They still do that today because of him. He was he
0: was rocking that Shatner turbo headpiece like nobody's business.
1: That was the only permed
3: hairpiece <laughs> I ever saw, and it never moved no matter what. <laughs> That's because it was stapled to his head. <laughs> I, I like that.
1: Even. You know what's funny? I watched that show as a kid and there's and because of that, that's the only reason I watched that horrible fucking show Melrose Place, because of Heather Locklear.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, that was her thing, yeah. It was, it was, Heather. And Adrian Zamed who I don't even know why he ever got a job at Because he was for the ladies. I I guess. But that's T J Hooker. He was for the ladies. You you know he was, anybody a, else.
1: was he on Solid Gold or Dance Fever? Which one was uh,
0: Adrian on? Uh, was it? No, Danny so, Terrier was on Dance Fever. So what was
2: the other? Oh, here we go.
0: All right, here we go. I, I I got you. I got you. Thank thank you to the uh, complete directory of primetime network and cable TV shows. <laughs> um, I'm, yes, I, I bring the heat. Um, T.J. Hooker first telecast March 13th, 1982. Last telecast September seventeenth, my birthday, nineteen eighty seven. My birthday,
3: they shut down T.J. Hooker. This piece of shit was on for five years. <laughs> yes, it actually went to another network.
4: Yes, it did, and it and
3: it, <laughs> it got played late at night. It started. Holy
0: shit! It started on ABC uh, on Saturdays from eight to nine from eighty two through eighty five, and then from eighty five through eighty seven, it got played in. It got played on Wednesday, th- Friday, and Tuesday mornings. Um. Yeah. No lie. I, honest to goodness. No lie. Some, right. what, Shatner is Hooker. Uh. Adrian Zemed as Officer Vince Romano. Heather Locklear as Stacy Sheridan. And occasional appearances by Richard Hurd as Captain Dennis Sheridan. Fran Hooker, played by Lee Bryant, and uh, then you got some other folks. So
2: James uh,
1: Darren is. Oh,
0: Jim you Cor- saw that? Yeah.
2: James yeah. Darren Officer Jim, Jim Cor- Cork. Again. The Specter was on this show. was. <laughs> <laughs> see,
3: you see how deep it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, this is why
1: Adrian's men ought to be shot. He was in Greece too, But he was in Bachelor Party. He was in Bachelor Party.
3: Okay, that makes up for some of it.
1: Yeah, it, it
3: does. Peep
1: this. It, and it was Dance Fever he was on. Yeah.
0: It, it breaks it down for you. It says, TJ Hooker taught them more than street smarts, however. There was a good deal of anguish over the rights and wrongs of police work in this series. Hooker stood for traditional values, despite his own disappointments. A former partner killed in the line of duty. And a marriage that had ended in divorce, though he was still on good terms with his ex-wife, Fran. His two daughters, played by Susan McClung and Chrissy, Nicole Eggert, later Jennifer Beck, and young son Tommy, were uh, seen occasionally. And then it says, in the fall of 1983, character Stacy graduated to street patrol with veteran patrolman Jim Corrigan as her partner. And then they talk about when ABC canceled T.J. Hooker in the spring, CBS picked it up with new episodes as an addition to its late night schedule. The series went out of production at the end of the 85-86 season, but reruns continued to air on CBS Late Night for another year. And it also has special appearances by Leonard Nimoy as a cop going off the deep end because his daughter had been raped. And celebrities such as Jerry Lee Lewis and the Beach Boys had cameos. Leonard okay. Nimoy as a cop going over the edge. I want to see that episode.
1: David Caruso was in an episode in 83.
2: Yes! So was Jim Brown. Jim Brown was in two episodes. Did
0: Jim Brown throw somebody out of a window?
2: <laughs> I think he That's did. What he did.
1: <laughs> but the, series, you know, the guy who created it, you know what he went on to service executive producer of? What's that? One of the greatest shows of the 90s of all time in the 2000s. Walker, Texas Ranger.
0: Oh, not not the Walker. Not the Walker. <laughs> Anything but the walker. Look, I love Chuck Norris.
2: But even that I can't watch walk-
0: forever. Yeah, it was on forever. And then they had that spin-off show Sons of Thunder.
2: Even Chuck Norris showed up to work every day going, This shit's still on.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he just got his check. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was on for eight seasons.
3: Yeah, man. That's hey man, that's what hey Damn CBS I,
1: know. Has- I thought it was on longer because fucking USA still shut up motherfucker. Mm-hmm.
0: You, you, CBS had to do something to pay the bills back then. And during that period of time, Walker, Texas Ranger, and uh, that show with Don Johnson and Cheech Marin.
1: I love. Shut your fucking mouth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother watched every episode, too. <laughs> I swear she did. <laughs> Nash
0: Bridges. And they always had that uh, stunt casting they bring in Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes, you know that's right. Uh, yeah. Hey, JMS
1: was one of the original creators of Walker. Okay, cool.
0: All right, cool. All right, wow. see, see when you mention the power of JMS, everything clears up. On, clears up on a Skype call. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: just did too. Yeah, it was just
0: like it got quiet. It was like <laughs> the heavens opened. All right, Donnie. What is one of your '80s TV
2: shows, sir? One of my favorites. I'm gonna have to hit right off the top with the A Team, man. Damn. <laughs> Cross that off my list too. Talking about A Team. that on his A- list?
1: Okay, you talking about A Team, who uh, Elite Special Forces, who apparently went to the uh, Imperial Stormtrooper School of uh, Aiming. <laughs> like, here, we're going to fire 8,000 bullets,
0: and we ain't going to hit shit. No, <gasps> but they would always blow up a big house, and all the bad guys would fall. That's Dude. right. They
2: learned how to shoot from the G.I. Joe uh, cartoon. Yes. exactly.
0: <laughs> I thought
1: it was from Stormtroopers there. Yeah.
0: No, man, but see, A-Team was dope. <laughs> A-Team was dope because they could say – see, A-Team was MacGyver before MacGyver was MacGyver. You know, they would build weapons out of everything. I remember one episode where they had to help this small town – and they didn't have any weapons, but they had oh. like all these heads of lettuce.
2: <laughs> just hate every, every episode. third episode. <laughs> <laughs> but they—that's had... like saying I remember that episode where they wore pants.
1: They're <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> saying that episode where BA didn't want to fly.
0: <laughs> See y'all wrong. I don't know why y'all trying to get out on me on this week. I really don't know. What have I ever done to y'all? What have I done now, to y'all?
1: <laughs> do you want a list?
0: <laughs> Never mind. Donnie, continue. Why, why do you love the A-Team so much?
2: Because it was just awesome as a kid, man. It was just every week you could count on that Jeep flipping. <laughs> every week. <laughs> Mr. T just throwing people everywhere over cars and shit. And, and then when they'd have Hulk Hogan come in, he would throw off one dude on one side of the car, and, uh, and Mr. T throw him off the other side of the car. And it would always be in slow motion. <laughs> TV <laughs> perfection is what it would <laughs> <laughs> What
0: I love, what, another thing I loved about A Team though, was that George Prepard was awesome. I had oh, no yeah. I had no idea, you know, who he was until I watched the A Team. He man was Hannibal Smith. Hannibal made that show for me. He made that show. And had Starbuck in it. I don't I don't call Dirk Benedict Dirk Benedict. I call him Starbuck. And Starbuck was in the show. No.
2: But it went really. out the
1: Reels the last season, though.
2: Yeah, they got that Spanish dude that blew up shit. I don't know what <laughs> well, happened. No. His name I was know, Frankie remember they, I, Oh, that they was in the last work, season. They went to
1: work for the actual uh, government because they got captured finally.
3: Man mm-hmm. from Uncle. They, they alluded that, that he was actually playing that character from Man from Uncle. What? Yeah. The, the guy that they worked for, uh, he was the actor, the actor that played it. He was the guy from the Man from Uncle, oh, the show that born? originally came on. Yeah. They had kind of alluded to that this guy got older, took over that organization, and he was the one...
1: That framed them.
3: Yeah, that framed them so that they could work for him. Oh, that's
1: that's cool. And he did. And if they hadn't broken out of jail, he was going to recruit them, basically. Right. Then, but he they fucked it up by getting out of, by breaking out before he could.
2: Yeah, that's his name. He 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 does like I don't know. He does Robert Vaughn. He does lawyer commercials now.
1: Hey, hey!
3: Robert
0: Vaughn was also the host of that short-lived, and I can't let this count because it's a 90s show, but Fox had that uh, anthology comedy action series called Fox's Danger Theater, and, and Robert Vaughn was the host. I love that show. It was funny. But it was on Fox, so it got canceled real quick. Thank was, you, sir.
1: I blacked that
2: out of my memories. Thank you for bringing back that. It's like, <sighs> thank you. You're welcome. That's what I do. He, he was also the main bad guy in Basketball, one of the best movies ever made. <laughs>
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> thank you. Thank you, so, thank you
2: uh, for bringing that back a, into my head.
1: got a trailer? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the trailer hitch?
0: <laughs> Check this out. Um, once again going back to the reference material, in the pilot episode, um, Peck, um, Peck or Face Man was played by Tim Dunnigan in the pilot. I did not know that.
3: Who? Yeah.
0: Did not know that. Yeah, Tim Dunnigan played Peck Ooh. in the pilot and the Amy Allen character was only on for one season.
3: Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, because her friend from the paper or another, that's right, because another friend of theirs came in
2: to replace her for the next season. And then that was it, though, right? They didn't have another chick. No, they? no, it
0: was Amy Allen, then it was Tanya Baker. And Tanya Baker uh, baker was only in it for one season as well in 1984. And Tanya Baker was played by uh, Marla Heasley. Amy Allen was played by Melinda Kulia. And uh, Frankie Sanchez's nickname was Dishpan. Boy, you can't get more stereotypical than that. How you gonna call somebody dishpan?
1: I don't know. With the uh, Florent, the guy who was the gay Brazilian that was one of the New Guardians back in the late '80s.
0: Yeah, no, good point. Never mind. Never <laughs> he mind. He died of AIDS. Come on. Yeah, that was really. That, that was foul. Really? That that, that that was foul. But no, no. But Hannibal had the cool disguises. He had the cool disguises. He always dressed up as people.
2: Godzilla too. Yes. Remember when he played the Asian
3: uh, woman or something? He was like (laughs) dressed up in the uh, Asian outfit, giving people massages and shit, and nobody (laughs) nobody recognized him. (laughs) Nobody thought it was strange.
1: Here's what's funny though: Colonel Decker, Colonel Decker got replaced by one episode by Colonel Briggs, played by Charles Napier. Oh yeah. (gasps) Oh yeah. (laughs) Charles (laughs) Napier. Come on, we all watched Charles Napier in a couple of movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Yes, we did.
0: He, Charles Napier is one of those. It's that guy. He was
1: in Three Ninjas Knuckle Up.
0: See, you need to stop bringing up this bad shit, man. I ain't trying to talk about Three Ninjas on this shit. <laughs> Says show. the man who wanted to talk about Auto Man. Auto Man is awesome. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was a he big was old in, Tron rip off. He was
0: in Rambo. The car took the car took 90-degree 90, 90 angle turns. You yes. cannot stop that car. I know they ripped on Tron. I don't care. He talked to video <laughs> games to get clues. I don't care. Automan was awesome.
3: And he couldn't go out in the daytime because everybody would turn on the electricity because nobody, <laughs>
2: nobody <laughs> See, used electricity at night.
0: I wasn't the only one that watched that <laughs> show. Daryl watched it too. I <laughs> just
2: Daryl got it off of Netflix. <laughs> man, man, that, <laughs> man, that show was so
3: bad, they didn't even put it on
2: Netflix. Somebody plugged that <laughs> a poster,
3: and it was like, oh, no. I'll have to leave that you. Sh- to that show leave. Was, oh, I'm sorry. That show
1: was so bad, even sci-fi goes, you know what? Nah, I think we're going to pass. <laughs>
0: yeah, that is true. That is true, because sci-fi's got like a slew of Dean Kane movies and Eric Stoltz movies ready to play. And they're just like, yo, Auto Man ain't hitting. <laughs> and, yeah, and, man. And, yep. and yo, man, they've play, played every bad uh, sci fi series ever made. Dude, they played VR5 on Infinite Loop. And Auto <laughs> Man ain't never been on Sci Fi Channel. Ever. Wow. Manimal has. Hey, man. Manimal is <laughs> dope. Leave Manimal alone. <laughs> we could we go move the, the fucking 80s. show
1: auto man had a fucking sidekick named cursor come on <laughs> fucking cursor Man, it was and the, refer-
0: it was the and 80s it was technology was new computers were new did nobody it was know what it was credited
1: as cursor i don't care it was
0: all okay cocaine was just
2: flowing in the streets man in Hollywood. you don't even know where it's going Yep. That
1: show was so horrible, it didn't even sh- air the last episode.
2: Hey, that was Desi Arnaz's son. You leave him alone. Exactly. He <laughs> <You>
3: need the <laughs> job. Desi Arnaz,
0: Desi Arnaz will come out from the grave and start
2: Desi saying, Desi Arnaz babadoo. saw that. He said, Desi Jr., you got some splaining on to do. He could have played. Yeah, this is, the,
1: this is the piece of shit he did. Glenn Larson did between Battlestar Galactica and Knight Rider.
0: Yo, man, leave Glenn A. Larson alone. Auto Man was tight. Anyway, the 18 van is now
1: pulled up to your house, John. What is your 80s show? It's a combination show, and I've said it before, Simon and Simon. There's action. There's chicks. There's investigations. Okay. Okay.
0: But what, what television show helped spin off Simon and Simon?
1: Magnum P.I., babe. There you go. I'm just checking. I'm, which fun. is one of the, which one also one of the greatest ever, and that's a little bit up, up, up down on my list, because I, I just love Simon and Simon because it was always rerun on the local cable show here at like four, or five, at five in the afternoon, and so it was that, and then a show that I'm going to talk about later that's also on my list, back to back every time, and that's when I saw it. I love Simon and Simon. It's a great show. I think I also liked uh Rick's car too. Man. Now, what, Rick's what, car.
0: What kind of car did Rick have? I can't remember.
1: Oh he had that Do- he had that Dodge power wagon that he always ran into everything in <laughs> with that metal <laughs> <laughs> He was like, "I want to crush your car with my bigger car."
4: That
2: show was on for seven years. Oh, yeah, and it deserved every single year.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, you could it touch did. CBS, that run that they had. I think that block of TV shows, you couldn't touch it. I think it was like a Sunday block.
1: Um, and it gave Tim Reed a
0: job. It gave, sure hey, it gave Tim Reed a job for four seasons as Detective Marcel Downtown Brown. That's, yeah. that's, wow. that's the name I'm looking in the book. Downtown Brown <laughs> to emphasize his blackness. They called him Downtown Brown. He, he went to the book. <laughs> um, I got to go to sure the encyclopedia, man. I got to bring facts to the table. You know, you know that's what I'll do. I'm the cranky old man of the podcast, Donnie. You know this.
1: Get off my lawn. <laughs> Get off my auto, man. <laughs> <laughs> you,
3: you know Somebody auto. Man auto man. <laughs> you know he couldn't exist at this day and age cuz that's why. <laughs> You turn on Skype, he's gone. Fucking you <laughs> <laughs> your iPod, he disappears. What kind of hero is that? When you think about it, like, he can only work unless you don't turn the electricity on. <laughs> wow.
1: All right, well, we've already made fun of you. Uh, Sean's next choice with Auto Man. You want to go back to not go back to Daryl? No, man, that wasn't my choice. I
0: was <laughs> Whatever. Choice. I was gonna talk about, it, but it wasn't my first choice. Yo, <laughs> all. all right, go
2: ahead, man. But this first, is your show. But,
0: but, but first first <laughs> I, I want to let y'all know. I want to let y'all know that <laughs> Downtown Brown. When Downtown Brown departed in the fall of 1987, Tim Reed had moved on to star in his own series, Frank's Place, which was, was nice. Yes, it was a nice show. CBS just really did them wrong. And he was replaced on the force by the much less friendly, by the book, Lieutenant Abby Marsh. Now, now, my show, my '80s show, which is not Automan. Automan was down on my list, and I, and I've put this show above Street Hawk. Rip, oh no. Riptide! I knew it. I love Riptide. You want to watch? I because thought we already talked about Thunder in Paradise. No, Riptide. <laughs> we ain't talking about no stupid boat. And some wrestlers. We talking about Riptide. Watch crime, it, brother. Crime, crime solvers. <laughs> riptide uh. ran from January of 84 to April of 86. And it was one of them series that had Joe Penny in it. You know Joe Penny from Jake and the Fat Man. Don't act like you don't know. Don't act like you don't know. I, I'm
1: going the shit out that show. Mm-hmm. And, but see, and let me write it
0: down for you because I know y'all don't know. Preach. I'm, I'm about to educate you. Uh, Nick and Cody. Oh, I watched Riptide. Okay, Nick and Cody were two Southern California beach bombs who decided to go into the private detective business. See, everybody went into the private detective business, and they- <laughs> y'all wrong, man. Why y'all getting out on me? Just for the record, that
2: wasn't me. I know, I know,
0: John. I saw, I saw the Skype signal. I saw it. Anyway.
3: They had a fucking houseboat. They didn't even have a cool boat. Had, no, man. They, no, How they, effective were they in a storm? No, they, they, had a pier, see, they had a pier and they had a helicopter.
1: They had, <laughs> it was a... It was a 58. It was an old piece of shit <laughs> helicopter. Remember
3: that episode where the criminal ran on land, and they couldn't get to <laughs> it? They couldn't get to it. <laughs> <laughs> they said, never mind. No, see,
0: but the thing is, they had that cool helicopter, um, and it, it did look ugly. It's called the Screaming Mimi, which is an old school uh, Sikorsky helicopter, but it had all that techno- computer technology, and they had the guy that always tried to build robots, and his robot called Robos or something like that it would never work right. But see, that was the emphasis of the 80s. Everybody had a crime show. Everybody had, high,
1: had crime shows. Had and, more high technology than Auto Man. Exactly. Leave <laughs> Auto Man alone.
0: Leave him alone. He ain't do nothing to you. Anyway, like I'm saying, I used to love Riptide. It was one of my favorite shows. But see, that was also during a period of time where every network had a helicopter show. ABC had Blue Thunder, CBS had Airwolf, and NBC had Riptide. And Riptide had the lowest budget of the three because they had the shittiest helicopter of the three. Are you going well, to NBC right now? No, I'm not trying
2: to kill it. I'm not talking about the shows. I'm just making just a
0: mention. Like, they just took a NBC helicopter
2: in- from MASH and painted it pink. <laughs> no, this is a little later than that. This
1: is, don't forget, this is back in the late mid 80s when NBC was like they are now, when they're like, yeah, you in last place by quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. They
0: were like, yeah, we're just going to let this run. And when these episodes are done, you're done. So they just burned up them apps. And that show was going after two seasons. But I loved oh. Riptide.
1: Harry so- King had the old school station wagon with the wood paneling. Yes. <laughs>
0: All right. Y'all done cracked on me enough. We're going to move back to Daryl for his next show. Go ahead,
3: Daryl. All right. We're going to go somewhere. It's deep. This, this deep. I, I laughed at you on Auto Man, but I know you're gonna you're gonna kill me on this one. Uh The Master.
2: Oh, that the was master awesome 13. with Lee Van Cleef. Yes. Wait a minute. That was the shit. And he had that kid every episode got thrown out a window. Yes,
3: he <laughs> did. Worst I student was ever. Van
2: Ninjas. Timothy Van <laughs> Patten.
3: <clears throat> was his uh Max Keller was was the name. I lo- it was a custom-made van. You remember the van, they would drive, and he was a, a ninja who, who got out of the, uh, the the ninja business, and he wanted to, I think he was looking for his son? Yeah, no, he was like looking you. for his daughter. He was in search of his daughter that he didn't know he had. And the other ninjas were trying to get him back. Now, Sho Kosuke was in this.
0: Yes, because he played Okasa.
3: Yes, and he wanted to get him, he wanted to kill him for leaving the organization. And I, I, I loved that show. I, I, so much. I, I, here's my problem. Lee
0: Van Cleef as a ninja. Lee Van Cleef was 85 years old in exactly. the
2: series. That's why he was a master. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they do point out an American veteran who stayed in Japan and became a ninja master. Okay, when even Wikipedia points out the following line, he gets thrown out a window a repeated occurrence for him throughout the show. Yes. <laughs> in a 13 episode show. Come on.
2: I remember I was like eight when that was on and I just remember looking at my mom going, He's going in this restaurant, he's getting thrown out the window.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and Shokazuki was the stunt coordinator for the show. Yeah. Hey man, is no joke, man. You can't get no better than that.
0: No, you can't, because he was doing episodes of The Master and filming Ninja, the domination film series at the same time. Oh, and I love that series. No, man. That third ninja that third ninja movie with, with the like solid gold dancer. Uh, being possessed by like a ninja when she grabbed the sword. That movie was awful.
3: I remember. Well, I went to the movies to see that. I, my mom took me
0: to go see it because she wanted to go see it real bad. And we saw it like at a late show and the movie was over. She just looked at me. and was like, baby, we're never going to go see another one of these movies.
3: But, again. You, but you know what? I think this is when I started to become a man. When I watched that show, it was a scene where she was pretty much taking off her clothes. Yes. And she was getting possessed. And I think that was when I sat there going, Why do I feel funny? (laughs) The hair started I could feel the hair growing on my palms. Oh wow. Holy
1: crap, I'm looking at the people that were in that show. Man, there's some actresses and actresses that are like, I need a paycheck.
3: Yes. Now
0: now, uh,
1: now on the but on the
0: on that show was the did the master have like a two hour pilot before they actually had the series? Because if they did, wasn't Demi Moore in that pilot? Where am I thinking about? They
1: had some hot ass chicks uh, in that show. I
0: could have
3: sworn it was a it was a it was the uh, movie and then because usually they did a movie and then they would do the series after that. But I, I they don't say it but says for the first episode is max, but they don't say if it's a two hour one or not. So I don't know. But it, it, I, I, oh, I, I won't pick on you much for that one, man, because I, I like the show, too. I thought the show was dope.
1: It had Janine Turner in it in an episode.
3: I'm about I'll am never watch it again, though, because I know it'll oh. describe me if I do. Oh, yeah,
1: George Lazenby and David McCallum were in that? Claude Akins?
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. Mm. I need a paycheck. Yes. Man. <laughs>
0: Lord, it could have been worse. You could have been watching... The 100 Lives of Black Jack Savage on NBC. So I'll let the, the master, the master, we, we, it qualifies. You're good. You're okay. good. So you ain't got nothing to worry about, brother. Thanks, you, good. sir. Thank you. All, all, right, all right, Donnie. Um, we have, we're moving on from Lee Van Cleef onto uh, your pick. What you got?
2: My next pick would be V, the television show. <laughs> I can't crack and on that. Before you that talk show shit, was... no, Beastmaster was... and Freddy Krueger in the same no. show. Listen, no, this really one is better this. than the V-series. That show was awesome.
1: Yeah. Oh, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the greatest shows ever. Especially when you, when you see them, tra- when, they, the, uh, when they figure it out. You know what? Wait, these are evil because this baby got a tongue. What?
0: <laughs> no, the, the old school V-series is dope. Because I, I got the complete series here at the crib. Getting to, get to see the bad guys in them generic thriller jackets. Mhm.
3: Yeah. That oh. stuff is dope with the lizard faces and the Magic Elizabeth who was uh, the Phoenix Force on TV. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like and all the women had big
0: big Delta Burke hair. Yes. They all had that big hair. I'm like, how do y'all get through rooms with all this hair?
3: And more red dust than you can you can I I, they, I know somebody got sick off of that red dust. They kept throwing <laughs> every episode. Come on now.
0: Oh yeah. V old school V was dope. And you know, not only did it have the Beastmaster and Freddy Krueger, it had Michael Ironside.
2: Well, you know that's right.
0: Don't crack do not crack on dark side. <laughs> yeah, I'm not cracking on dark side. Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside is the death knell for any film or TV show.
3: I want him on the new V series because he needs to do something to fix it, cause I I don't, yeah, know, what's I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Come on now. That episode You have a safe. Why would you hide? I'm trying to hide that I'm an alien from my woman. So I'm going to put a safe with all the information in it in her house. And when she finds the safe, what does she do? She called the, uh, what does she call the safe guy and said, I have a safe. I don't know why it's here. And he just said, oh, here's the code. Just open it. I'll open it for you. Here's the code. (laughs) I'm going to break in somebody's house that has a safe and I'm going to say, I'm going to call them and say, I have a safe. I don't know why it's here. And they're going to give me the codes and I can open it up without even giving them any information about the safe.
2: Well, really? You live in New York. I mean, I'm sure that can happen. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: I
2: started going, no, they didn't. <laughs> oh, they didn't.
0: The actual series, not, not including the two, the, the, the two miniseries that ran um, beforehand. The two miniseries were proof that NBC thought they could give this a series. It ran from October 26, 1984 to July 5, 1985. And the last episode, Michael Ironside died. That's why the show died.
2: <laughs> he played Ham Taylor. He Just was thrown the the out there. Ham, the Ham. Same last name as me. He was, the Ted, he was the, He's the Ted
1: McGinley of action shows. Oh. Don't bring up Ted McGinley.
2: That's awful. Did
3: his fat friend live through that show? The Mickey Jones?
2: The yeah, man. All I know is when they needed a fat biker dude, they called Mickey Jones in every <laughs> single show from the sixties <laughs> to like nineteen ninety. <1990. laughs> you put that sandwich
3: down, get on that motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: or even better. No, keep the sandwich. Eat it while you're riding.
2: <laughs> right. Come with me. <laughs> do you remember when he, he was on uh what do you call it? Sanford and Son. He played um he played Fred's neighbor. Oh yeah. Towards the end. Mm. He was even on the A-Team. He played Radio DJ Cowboy Billy Bob. <laughs> <laughs> two episodes. And he was on TJ Hooker. See, I told you. I don't want to do this show no more. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Auto Man for one episode. No, he wasn't. Yes, he wasn't. He played gang member number two. <laughs> don't he was on Baywatch I don't. He Man. was on Baywatch for
1: two seasons.
2: He, he, he was, was on era. Simon yeah, and Simon. He was Ron, Survivor Store owner guy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this
4: is
1: this is my all-time favorite '80s show all right i mean it's not it's all time the movie is the tv show that spun off not so much i'm talking about blue thunder
3: i've got to cross it off my list
1: yes sir the movie was excellent roy schneider malcolm mcdowell young daniel stern actually you know doing some real acting man but then the tv show all right we're going to replace him with james frantino Bubba Smith, Dick
3: Buckus, and Dana
0: Carvey. Dana Carvey as Clinton Jaffa Wonderlove. <laughs>
3: Whoa! <laughs> well, Bubba Smith was in it. Yes. As
2: and Dick Buckus? Yes. As hot as Hightower. No. Oh Bubba, no, that was...
1: Bubba Smith is <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Kelsey. What? Yeah. Dick Buckus is Ski Butowski. They didn't even give a shit on the name.
3: <laughs> <And> how you <laughs> gonna put it up
2: against S- Dallas? <laughs> 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 Sandy McPeak as Captain Product. Yeah, man. It's like, it's great, Sandy this a McPeak.
1: great movie, and then you watch the show, and you're like, oh, shit. Well, I but, loved that movie.
0: But the thing That's is, man, show. but see, here's the thing. Like I said, all the networks had their helicopter show. ABC had to get there, so they figured we'd just take a movie property and turn it into a series, which at the time
3: sounded like a smart idea until they made the show. Well, it didn't even have money. They used footage from the Blue Thunder movie. And through the footage in the TV show.
0: Hmm. How, <laughs> times times how many times can you recycle
2: footage? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you're all watching sure. it on TV, you're like, was that Roy Schneider?
1: <laughs> well, we going to have the same conversation with, um, when somebody says the other third helicopter show. So we should exactly. let's hold off and wait and crack when we hit that show, okay? Well, th-
3: this show was able to do it 11 times. Because that's how many episodes they were able to air before it got and canceled. the other
1: one. I think the other one did it. How many times? Like about eight hundred. I don't care. Airwolf went to outer space.
3: Yeah, that was on my list. That, yeah, man. That are was... you gonna
1: cla- are you claiming
0: Airwolf? No, I'm not claiming Airwolf. I'm just saying it went to outer space. That's what made it all.
1: All right, fun. okay. Okay, well, 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 let's bitch about Airwolf later. What's your next show, Sean? <laughs> um,
0: I, I have to. Um,
1: I have to talk about Street
0: Hawk now. No. Do it. I have. You to. really don't have to. I no, I do have to because we all had we all had you know Night Rider. Night Rider spawned networks to try to come up with their own night rider themes and only one there's only like one spinoff i can remember well, it's not really a spinoff but one network tried to make a night rider series it's called street hawk instead of a car it was a motorcycle and this show started starred starred rex smith uh rex smith who also played that jukey ass daredevil in the trial of the incredible hulk nbc movie you know I love that one that the daredevil with the all black outfit yes and, and as a kid you was like that ain't daredevil that's just, a, that's just a white dude in a ninja outfit.
3: <laughs> but he was still a ninja. Yeah, I know. He was
0: still a ninja, though. But <laughs> ninja. I ain't like it, though. I ain't like it. I hated it. Let me, I'm just going to give you a quick rundown. TV shows, on D, TV shows on DVD did it for me, so I'm just going to give it to you. Starring 80s heartthrob Rex Smith, Joe Rig- Rigabuto, and Janine Wilson from Simon & Simon, Street Hawk features a ver- veritable list of notable guest stars, including George Clooney, Christopher Lloyd, Dennis Franz and Robert Beltran, among others. Now, here's the run, here's the actual series in a nutshell. Jesse Mock, played by Rick Smith, an ex motorcycle cop injured in the line of duty, is now a police troubleshooter. Once again, not a cop anymore, not a cop, but he has to fight crime. He has been recruited by a top secret government mission to ride Street Hawk, an all terrain attack motorcycle designed to fight urban crime. And capable of incredible speeds of up to three hundred miles per hour and immense firepower.
1: Which really helps you when you're trying when you're taking those tight turns inside six. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what the show
0: is awful, but I love it. Especially every time he hit turbo boost and they would just like fast forward all, all I, I, the uh, all the footage to make it look like he was going three hundred miles an hour. So Didn't
3: you uh, do the G. I. Joe, I had the G. I. Joe terrain the motorcycle. Yes. And not pretend that it was the Street Hawk thing, and I would play, do purple boost all over green? the house. Yep. The
1: green one? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, I did that. I, I never had the green one. I, my mom got me the silver one with the side with the sidecar cannon. I love that one. It's cool. Yeah. I love you. And...
0: And and the series also featured the groundbreaking musical score by the legendary electronic music supergroup Tangerine Dream.
3: <laughs> Why they take my name? <laughs> <laughs> That's my club name. Why they take that? I thought that was your porno name. <laughs> <laughs> that, that all connects to the club name. Oh
1: my! They're, they're a German electronic music group founded in 1967.
3: Mm. Wow!
0: Yes, yeah, Street points a lot. Street Hawk is a was an awful show but it still qualifies as one of my favorite action-adventure uh, series from the 80s because it's just ridiculous. And Joe uh, Regabuto uh, from Murphy Brown was in it. Yeah,
3: dude. It's just, George Clooney was in it. Yeah, he was in the pilot.
0: He was in, I think he was in the pilot episode. He was a so, bad guy, and he had, like, this mullet. I mean, he was rocking that mullet hard. So, yeah, dude, it's bad. It's real bad. Oh, but, but the, guy,
1: it. the guy who did the voiceover for the opening title, PT Anderson's dad. Really? Yep, Paul Thomas Anderson's dad.
0: I've killed the show with with my talk about street hawk. So, <laughs> oh
1: wait, we still got somebody here.
3: Come on, Daryl, bring the pain. Bring the pain. All right, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. TNT.
1: <laughs> Cross that off my. <laughs> Fuck you and your TNT.
3: It went in production from 87 to, to from uh, 1987 to 1990. It was Mr. T's first uh, role, you know, first TV show that was just get around him, and he it was basically uh, he was basically Luke Cage without the superpowers because <laughs> he was framed for a crime he didn't commit, and now uh, his name was T.S. Turner. And uh, he was fighting to keep kids off the streets. Does it sound familiar? (laughs) I pity the bulls. He wore gold chains. Does that sound familiar too? (laughs) (laughs) Then Amy Taylor came in. She was a young hotshot lawyer. Um, She, her whole thing with the show was to try to prove that you know clear his name while they they fought crime and, and you know in the streets they would have all these. Every show was a message. Basically, and he owned a gym. And when you know they would try to do things legally, but when it didn't work out, he would go into the lo- every episode he would go into the locker room. You get the music, and then he would put on a leather coat, <laughs> and that means somebody getting
2: thrown through a window. And it was that dude from the master. <laughs> it all connects. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love that show. Like I would, I love Mr. T anyway. I mean, the cartoon was going on
2: around that time.
0: Oh, I hated that cartoon.
2: Uh, Mr. T I, in the T-Force? That fool had a dog with a mohawk. Come on now. Everybody did gymnastics. Remember that?
3: <laughs> yes. They yes. fought Prime doing gymnastics. It could be done. No, no, no. You know what? Sing I his I, Mother's Day rap. Stop it. Do not talk <laughs> about the Mother's Day rap.
0: <laughs> I pity the fool. Don't don't you do it, Donnie? I know you won't. do you do it? Go ahead and do it. Mother, there ain't no other. That's all I'll do.
4: Oh, <laughs> oh no, see,
0: God. see, you you wrong, you wrong for that, Daryl. <laughs> see, you wrong for that. I'm tell you why you wrong, cause it ain't right. See, see, now we got to talk about the other two seasons, real quick. Yes, we do. Go ahead. Yeah, in, in the fall of and I'll buy, I will bypass my next turn to talk about the next two seasons. In, in, <laughs> was, the, in the fall, whole of,
1: thing was on family
0: channel. Yeah, the it third was. season. Was. Yeah. Oh my god, it's Canadian. No wonder. In the fall of nineteen eighty eight, when TNT <laughs> returned for its second season, there were a number of changes because that show was broke. Gone for the most part were Turner's suits. Gone was the stylized routine in the locker room, and gone were the many were many of the supporting players TS now worked out. <clears throat> Sorry. Gone were many of the supporting players. TS now worked out in an office in Decker's gym, dressed more informally, and got into a fewer fights, so they couldn't throw the Van Patten kid out of the window anymore. <sighs> the stories dealt more with social issues and violent crimes, and young Joe Casper, who lived with Decker and worked part-time at the gym, was added to the cast. Now, in January of 1990, TNT returned for a third season on Cable's family channel, now ABC Family. TS Turner had a new partner, Amanda Taylor's younger sister Terry, with no explanation of what happened to Amanda, a new contact on the police force detective Hargrove, and a return to somewhat more violent cr- violent criminal cases. TNT.
3: They destroyed that ship. Show.
0: They showed sure
1: <laughs> It's hard to blow up uh, and it should be blown up already. Yeah, hey, man,
0: I like Fights T. Your yeah, exactly. I like T. at T. I I liked it. So you ain't alone. You ain't alone. You ain't alone, Daryl. <laughs> oh, also on the T, uh, Mr. T and the T Force, Phil Lamar did voices on that show. A young Phil Lamar from Phil uh, Lamar
2: did voices for everything. Yes,
0: yes. And uh, but anyway, I digress. Donnie, it's back to you, sir. Uh,
2: I'm just gonna talk right quick about my man Simon. Mick Corkendale, otherwise known as the Manimal. Oh, oh, I'm on this. I'm taking the, I'm taking, I'm just going to sign off for, I'm, I'm going to <laughs> I've already said. Professor Jonathan Chase. Eight episodes this show last Yeah. Uh, they even had William Conrad from the aforementioned Jake and the Fat Man and Cannon was the narrator. Oh. But only they could only afford them for half the season. <laughs> Damn, they had no money. Nope. <laughs>
0: you got to explain to me. There's only eight episodes, but why do you still have such an affection for this show, man?
2: Because, man, I remember watching this as a kid. I think it came on after... Um, it was on Friday night. Mm-hmm. On CBS. And I think it came on either after the Hulk or the Dukes of Hazard. I'm trying to remember.
1: i was The Hulk.
2: It had to be after
1: ha- Hulk because... Uh Dukes of Hazard was seven o'clock.
2: Well I'm sorry, eight if you're on the East Coast. And I just remember like I used to sit my ass in front of that T V as a kid and just watch like oh, three boom 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 run right after the other. And um yeah, I don't know. I used to just I wanted every week as a kid I want to see what animal he would turn into next. <laughs> Didn't you lie to yourself and say he's gonna turn himself <laughs> out? I know he is. I still yeah, lie three shot
1: to get it right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I still lie to myself.
3: It's
2: like, like someone couldn't go to the pet store, and get a mouse, a ferret, something. <laughs> he did turn into a horse, though. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. I don't remember the horse. It was
1: that would explain horse. Streaky, the super horse.
3: I think it was a case of they would try, they killed a, a jockey or something. He turned into a horse, and then he did a dolphin and a bull once, but it was just so you didn't even see him transform. You just saw the horse.
4: <laughs> he the was horse in one shot. Glasses.
3: right and then the horse was in the other shot and i think his partner had to ride him Mm -hmm. or something to infiltrate the the the, uh place
0: that just sounds wrong
3: yeah
1: that sounds like the backstory of streaky the super horse (laughs) (laughs) which is the actual case because streaky the super horse is an alien that turned into that because it had a a horse for uh supergirl because he had a crush on supergirl and that's and he got stuck in that form
3: oh it was high stakes because it was a horse trainer Recognizes her stolen horse in a race, so he they help her find the horse. That's
2: what it was. And we're still talking
3: about man. I'm I'm ashamed of myself.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to say, Detective Brooke McKenzie, the ever popular Miss Melody Anderson. It also had the guy from Auto Man, Walter the 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 Bitcher, or whatever
3: his name was. It all goes back to Auto Man. Exactly. (laughs) It is because Auto Man is powerful. Don't you forget. And they used the same scene in both movies. In, in both Animal Man and Auto Man, they filmed back to back with the same scene and they just used different angles. And <laughs> Breath of the Dragon. Yes, they did. L- leave
0: it alone. Leave it
3: alone. <laughs> y'all gonna leave Auto Man alone. He ain't do nothing, none of <laughs> y'all. He ain't do nothing. Get its own scene. <laughs> we just gonna take other shows and just use different angles. <laughs> 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 How bad is that?
0: Whew.
1: Tell me if y'all can hear this. Can y'all hear that?
0: Kinda. Barely. barely. What what is it, sir? Is that the Fall Guy?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: That is the
2: greatest show
1: of all time.
2: That's on my list, man. I got to cross that off. Thank you.
1: Uh, That was the show that was on after simon and simon oh man Cause i'm
3: not the guy to kiss and tell <laughs> <laughs> i see ladies plenty
1: <laughs> is, when you get older and you realize you know what? that was an f you to his ex-wife it, sure was. <laughs> it was like i was on the way up but then i started coming down while you were on the way while we passed and hey guess what i've got a show and you ain't got shit <laughs>
3: Well, that was a human. Then he left and did the human target. And that's all I'm going to think about. Are you talking about the old school human target, you mean? No, he actually in in the no, new human the... target uh, see, show, he actually is one of the he was the human target just before the new guy came in and he took the mantle
0: oh, okay. after he
2: got killed on that show. All so right. I, see, I love I, that.
0: I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that episode yet. I'm I'm behind. He's, I'm behind he, on my
2: TV. He's also the yacht teacher on Community. Yes. Lee Majors, mm-hmm. that's why. Yeah, Lee, that's Dude, why they Lee. got this. They got this boat in the middle of a parking lot of a community college, and he's teaching boating. When Chevy Chase fell off the boat, <laughs> <laughs> I was
3: crying. They were like, "You can't save it. We can't go back. We can't go back." he's in the street. He can't get up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, see, but, see, Lee Majors had the coolest name in the fall
2: guy, Colt Seavers. Oh, I was just going to bring that oh. up. You damn sure are. <laughs> wow, go <tickle>, wow, wow. <laughs> I think I just got a new stage name right there. Colt Seavers. And we he going to fight for that one.
0: And
1: he had that truck. <laughs> he had that truck, though, and that oh, truck yeah. was
3: tight. That truck remember? was a dream.
1: Oh, you remember how you were talking about how you were like, do I feel I've all of a sudden hit puberty. That was Marky Post for me in that shot in the mm. opening credits when she turned around in the bikini. And I'm like, oh, Marky Post. It. Oh,
0: yep. Yeah, that's yeah, 'cause because that had Heather Thomas and Marky Post in. Yeah,
1: when oh. she left to go do uh, night court, you're like, yeah, you know the uh, Harry's hitting that because you're like, because you you see her from like that when she's like wearing the bikini stuff that she goes to there, and you're like. Her and yep, she's hi- She's oh. hiding. You know what she's hiding underneath those soons.
3: Oh, yes. Yes. And,
1: and she was, a what was she, like a, their DA or something? She was the DA at night. Yeah, yeah, she's like, she's the hottest looking DA I've ever seen.
3: She was the Diane of that show. Yes.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Uh, the Unknown Stuntman song was sung by David Somerville.
3: Uh, no, was it wasn't. Oh, no,
0: it was, sorry. It it was, was Lee Major. No, Lee Majors sung, but it was written by David Somerville. Oh. Uh, Glenn
3: Larson. And Gail Jensen. Gil. Jensen.
1: Yeah.
3: Yes. I love you, Lee Majors, wherever you are. <laughs>
0: You're my yep. hero. Hollywood stuntman, Colt Seavers, who picked up a little extra money by using his special skills to track down and capture bell jumpers. See, once again, fighting crime.
1: Yes! He fightin uses his crime. physical skills and knowledge of stunt effects, especially stunts involving cars or his large GMC pickup. <laughs> uh, I, I still that. remember the greatest, one of the best episodes is where he had to teach, uh, was it? I was like, with uh, Douglas Barr was in it, better known as the Homeless Man's. Uh, oh crap! The guy from uh, Babylon Five. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, a day, uh, Box Lightner. Oh, okay, okay. Doug oh. Barr was like the Homeless Man's Bruce Box Lightner.
0: Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, you know what this? You know what, man? All these episodes. I mean, all these eighty shows, with the exception of Auto Man, because y'all cracked on it so bad. <laughs> and Street Hawk, It's all about vigilante justice. That's how it is. It's vigilante justice, and that's what oh. 80, eighty shows were about—vigilante justice.
2: And and just for the record, there was one man who carried that on into the nineties. Who was that, sir? Lorenzo Lamas and Renegade, and I'm just gonna leave it there. <laughs> I'm gonna go throw up now, sir. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you mention the more
3: immortal, the immortal, I'm really gonna be sick. You should be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: again. Every time
3: they suggest it on, uh, on Netflix, I get angry. <laughs> you can buy the whole first season at Best Buy for $5. That's- I just want to cut his ponytail just one time. Uh, you'd be ashamed oh. of yourself. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail the show. Go ahead. This whole <laughs> show has been derailed. <laughs> you, you just said Lorenzo Llamas. It's over. All
0: right, all right, Daryl. <laughs>
3: I'll combine because I was gonna say man called Hawk, but I love Spencer for Hire. So since both those actors were on there, I love Rob <sighs> Zurich because he did Vegas, which was my sh- that was my show. Yes. Before he did this, and Avery Brooks was on here, and I those two together, they were the the Luke Cage and Iron Fist when they teamed up. Like they are the perfect team. When they get to get, they can take down any mafia, any 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 villain. Those two guys could take them down. I mean, it it ran as a pilot and was eighty five to eighty eight. It was based on the books that I still read today, um, by uh, Robert K. Parker, who just passed away this year. Um, and it it was uh he was an ex um, firefighter, and he was a cop because the book he was a firefighter cop. He had to he left the force became a private detective i swear he lived in boston he was a, a avid uh he could cook all he used to cook all these amazing dishes at the end of every episode and, and he was dating um i can't think of the actress's name on the show but she played uh susan susan something was her name on the show i can't think she was hot though i can't think of what her name was but i love that show
0: that was the stuff though
3: and once again, Vigilante Justice. Yes. And when he wore those sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Them sw- the- oh, go ahead, go ahead. I wanted a sweater Yo, with, the, with the gun in the side.
0: Yo, man. Them sweaters were better than the Cosby sweaters. Heck,
3: yeah. That's where Cosby got the idea. <laughs> and Hawk was like, Hawk always had that look like, I wish you would do something. I wish you would. Oh. And he would pull that cannon gun out of his out of his trench coat. Oh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Go ahead. No, no, when, when
0: Spencer would sometimes wear that dirt little derby hat, <coughs> looking, oh. looking like a reject member of the Jackson 5. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, his girlfriend was Susan Silverman, um, played by Barbara Stock.
3: Yes, because she had legs for days.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> legs that go to heaven.
0: That, man, that show moved so many times. I can't believe it lasted three seasons. Because they tried to kill it.
3: Yeah. yeah and then love- they
0: tried to redo it it was terrible yeah and i think i think the actual i think uh, robert robert parker was kind of upset when they kind of ret- when they retooled it too i don't, yeah. I don't well, think he was too happy about that at all
3: he was an consultant on it and no he wasn't happy with the with the end product the changes that they made on that show
0: yeah i, I don't i don't i don't blame him
3: especially when it, when it, and see i'm still
0: hurt that a man called hawk had a short run so Never got a chance. No, but hey, man. But back then, that was a big deal, man. I mean, think about it. You had you had a brother in an action series, an action action detective series on ABC. That was a big deal. Because remember, when they came out with A Man Called Hulk, CBS a while later came out with a show with Carl Weathers. And that only lasted like three weeks. It sure and did. We're not going to talk about Apollo Creed, but it, it just...
3: I'm <laughs> like, how are you going to put that up against A Man Called Hulk? At least it got a season. At least it got 13 episodes. At yeah, least. that
0: is true. Props to... Uh, Props to
3: to the, late, the to the late Robert Urich, who and Angela in- Bassett was on this show too. Mm-hmm. Oh God! And we will
0: not mention Robert Urich's appearances on Love Boat: The Next Generation.
3: Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. We won't. <laughs> I have too much. I can't, even, I can't oh. believe that show was even made. Hey man, Love Boat: The Next I, Generation. Hey,
4: that show was
2: good. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that
3: was the power
1: of UPN.
3: Yes, it was. You and know that's what,
0: what else? What, it, that's what that UPN show never replaced never
1: Knight Rider. The relaunch of Knight Rider.
0: Really? Wow.
1: Yep. Hey, I was home on Thursdays a lot. <laughs> <Fridays>. <laughs> I was home on Thursdays and Fridays because those were the nights I had off.
2: Hey, you work in front of the TV going, Well, Love Boat the Next Generation's on, or I could watch anything else. <laughs> I lived in I, the
1: town I lived in, I didn't have cable. All I got was UPN and ABC.
2: Oh, no.
0: Wow. That is rough. For
1: that's for like four months I was so broke I couldn't I didn't have cable, so all I had was ABC so I could get UPN and the ABC station and well TGI Friday or shooting myself repeatedly in the head.
3: <laughs>
2: How did you get past that? How did you get through that you your saying? That is bad. John, you just made me feel better about myself. <laughs> you sure <laughs> I'm gonna hold my head up high. <laughs>
1: Lots and lots of heterosexual porn. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't care what happens. I I, I do crack. I, I rob a liquor store. I'm
2: going. I didn't watch Love Boat the next generation. <laughs> People right now are going. I may be homeless, but I never watched Love Boat the next generation. Y'all ain't right. <laughs> All right.
1: My, my uh, night job. I I, I work from. I had a job where I worked ten to six in the mor- from ten p.m. to six a.m. So I got. So it was like I had nothing to do before i had to go into work so uh. all right wow
2: all right Good dream. next Donnie. time i see you man i'm gonna give you a hug It's <laughs> <laughs> <get> two hugs <laughs>
0: all right Johnny. what's your next show sir
2: uh my next show is a show about vigilante justice <laughs> <laughs> And it is called The Equalizer.
0: Damn it, Donnie. Oh, damn. <laughs> that one's going to close out on The Equalizer. All right. Well, skip it. And no, go no, no, around. No, 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 no,
2: no. You called it. It's okay. I can find another show. Don't you don't you understand, worry. man. He was a role model to me. I was a little fat kid. and He showed me fat people could do cool shit. <laughs> he was British. <laughs> <laughs> but it was on TV. I know. That's why it was kind of. it's kind of like I had a suspension of disbelief. Hey, man. But- the Equalizer was dope, though. Go, go ahead, Donnie. And Talk they redid, it
1: and it's, it's been on uh, they redid it in HD too. Really? Wow. Yeah, it was on uh, HD net for a while. So you can see how old
2: he got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> can see him aging during the episode. <laughs> but no, man. Hey,
0: he, he was that, only in his mid 50s. He had that cool car. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he was just smooth. He even beat up people smooth.
3: He killed people. Yes. yes his son, that's his right. son is Billy Zabka.
0: Enough said. Yes. <laughs> no. Now, Donnie, why else did you? What? Why else did you like this series? I mean, I got my reasons, but why did you love it so much?
2: I'm serious, man. You never saw like you. You saw, um, like Jake and the Fat Man. Well, the Fat Man sat in the damn chair and made the skinny dude do all the work. He didn't do nothing cool. <laughs> <He> sure did.
1: <laughs> you no, know, half the shows we talked about, I keep thinking that the Family got parodies of them. <laughs>
2: But no, nah, I mean, I don't know. It was just, it was just cool. It was like, you know, people got screwed over and they needed help, man. Who you went to the Equalizer, you know? And then he came, and it was just like, it was just awesome. It was just an awesome show. Remember when he saved that project? Which time?
3: He took over. He, he took over the whole pro. He took over the whole apartment building because they were getting terrorized.
2: Wasn't that yeah. Death Wish three?
3: <laughs> well, I'm not saying they didn't pull it from other things.
2: <laughs> hey, oh. And oh, I just remembered why I watched
3: Love Boat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Morris was
0: in it. Didn't Phil Morris play Jackie Childs in Seinfeld? Yes. Alright, we're going to keep talking about
3: the Equalizer. Because uh, <laughs> he's looking for a lifeline to get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all me, y'all. Oh, oh,
1: come on. He was. He, 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 yeah, there's no defense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> y'all hurting me so bad.
1: So, so bad. He was
3: on. Damn, I can't find anything good he was in. He's trying to save (laughs) himself. (laughs) <laughs> Swim harder, man. You can make it on the boat. Come on.
2: <laughs> we want to help you. We do. Well, go ahead, Sean. Tell us about t I just
3: like the
0: fact, like many of the other vigilantes. Martian <laughs> Manhunter.
1: There you go. And he was going to be Marsh Manhunter?
0: He, yes, he was. He, um, Phil Morris is Martian Manhunter in Smallville. We'll give him that. Vandal the- <laughs> Savage. He was Vandal
1: Savage. He was Vandal Savage in Justice League Unlimited.
0: Oh, he did the voice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So he <laughs> beat his most famous character I know him from is a white man,
0: <laughs>
1: Robert McCall, the Equalizer. Oh mm. yeah, I lo- my mom would not let me watch that show. She wouldn't. No, I was like, Mom, it's an old, it's an old actor, and because like, she watched a lot of those shows with older actors, especially CBS. She's like, No, like why? Because he's killing people. I was like, Okay.
2: You <laughs> no. never saw
3: it too much. He would take them around. You know, it was like more dangerous. Like he would. Take them somewhere, and you know what happened.
2: Mm-hmm. And he always had no
3: that, he always had a silencer yes. on his gun too. Yes. Yeah, see, and that when that was
0: ruthless because I never saw that on TV before. I was like, That's this right. Dude is cold.
3: He did what he had to do.
0: Yes. <laughs> and didn't give a damn.
3: <laughs> he That's solved a, your
2: problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, <he> <laughs> That's
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the equalizer does. This old British guy did things the old Italian way, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got things. Well,
1: done. It was basically it's basically like okay. Uh, James Bond retired, what else is he going to do? I mean, that's it basically is, really. Yeah, that's
3: pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, it's basically it.
1: like, okay, this guy who used to work for MI5 killing people has still got contacts. He's like, fuck it, I'm retired. You fuck with my friends, I fuck with you.
3: Burn notice when he's young. I mean, you know, Burn notice is a little bit like that. It's just that he's not older, but yeah. it's in that
2: vein. Yep. Yeah, this is very true. He passed away uh, last uh, November 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And not only that, though, Equalizer had that tight-ass theme music, too. Yes. It is. And, see, and, that, and see, and that was the other thing about all these 80s action shows that we've talked about, with the exception of Auto Man and Street Hawk*. They all had tight theme songs. Yeah. Airtight theme songs.
3: You don't have that no more. No, you don't, That's
0: man. A- either Either they get a band or they take a song from, like, some band or... Or from like an old rock 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 group or whatever. Or it's just jukey.
1: But no, man. Back then, theme songs were key. Yeah, yeah. yeah so a lot so of them so became it. like hits on their own. Sure did. Sure did. Yeah, sure. I was going to say, this has been the only show that we've mentioned or are probably going to mention that had no unintentional comedy. Yeah, or
3: didn't have any. No. You
1: watch the show and you're like, he's gonna fuck that guy up. <laughs> the whole time you're like, this old motherfucker is gonna fuck this guy up. Either he's gonna do it or he's gonna
2: have somebody fuck him up. Because I you almost the feel one, bad for the bad guys. Like, I
3: remember <laughs> the one where the guy was terrorizing the model or something. She was a model or something. <laughs> he was terrorizing her, and he straight up just killed him. He was like, <laughs> and she asked him what happened, and he like he gave her that look like, don't ask me. Just know oh, that he's not gonna bother you no more. Don't don't ask me no questions. The episode, at the,
1: the episode where he was at the wedding and the people like burst in and were like holding up the mob. It was like an old mob wedding or something. And he was like, he just slowly fucked everybody up in it. Man.
3: Well, he ain't going to do it fast. I mean.
1: <laughs> I was like, OK, guy goes around the corner. He's like, I got to go pee.
3: <laughs> I just wanted one scene where he sat back in a chair and said, you know, my pressure up. I can't, I, I can't rest for a minute. I can't do this.
1: I've been too much fishing.
3: I gotta take my pills.
0: <laughs> John, it's just on you. What is right. what is your show?
1: Kind of qualifies. It's both a it's simultaneously late seventies, early eighties. Two seasons. First season, all time great. Second season went to shit. Come on, is
0: that is that Buck Rogers? Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> Aaron Gray, I love you. Yeah. Oh, you know that's right. Aaron Gray and Spandex was the best thing that oh, happened I, I met her. I met her recently, and if she, she puts away that restraining
3: order, we can come together as a one. And, <laughs>
1: and she still looks good for her age. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she,
3: she does. Yes, yeah, she does. But the problem is, is that
0: when they retooled that show for a second season, even though they did bring in Hulk. That character by the name of Hawk, who, who, who was cold. He was cold. Oh, yeah. He, that ship of his? That ship was smooth. It, if that, didn't, that deserved a toy more than anything else, I'm like, yes,
2: awesome.
1: It yes. did. I, it had a toy.
2: I just want to say, yeah. Yeah. William Conrad okay. was the narrator it, it, 17 <laughs> episodes.
1: It didn't technically have a toy, but, I know you, but if you're like me, you pretended it, the Masters of the Universe vehicle that had the claws, you yes. pretended that was Hawk's Oh, shit! But of course. But, but yeah. of course. Yeah.
0: But see that you know that show got retooled with the second season for a bunch of reasons. One was budget. Oh and, god, yeah. And so and that's why they. How
1: could they run out of budget when they showed the center of the? Uh, they only used eight shots, all from the original pilot. And so, oh, I know. I,
0: I know that. No, I know that. Yeah, but they just the budget was high because those dude, they use sets back then. I mean, yeah, sometimes they had those painted backdrops, but yeah. dude, they had a hanger. They had a hanger with ships in it, and it wasn't paintings. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? They spent money on that show.
2: And Gary Coleman was the president. <laughs> and he also came from our time, and he was just a genius. Yeah. So, see, that was the death knell. See, second season was bad. What you talking about, Sean? And
0: the second season was bad because <laughs> a lot of those episodes got preempted, and so a lot of people didn't even see him, so the ratings just kept getting worse and worse.
2: The worst part of the second season is when they replaced Mel Blanc as Twicky.
0: Yeah, and they finally brought, they finally brought Mel Blanc back towards the end of the series to do the voice. Yeah. yeah.
2: Because
3: like, <laughs> Bob Hila, man, he sucked out loud. Who was the woman who, Princess or Dollar, if oh, I find oh, a woman? Uh, I will marry the next woman that will dress up like Princess or Dollar and do my fantasy that I have of being captured as Buckwag. <laughs> you know that fantasy, girl? I will put a ring on I'm going to
2: look for her right now. She, she, she was hot. She was in a lot of shit back then, too, man. S-
3: sexy. Oh, oh my
1: remember the remember the episode with the tele- telepathic midgets We all remember that episode because we were' because especially when you were like I were and watched it much later you're like go midgets go midget oh what in the hell do you have to cut yeah wasn't that the one
0: where they uh, mentally took off Aaron Gray's clothes yeah yeah uh-huh. I do it every time
3: I watch the show.
1: And you know they must have done something. Just from the look on her face later, you know that something went down. Remember
3: the episode where they had the vampire, the alien vampire, and he was seducing Aaron Gray, the, the character? And she was dressing sexier, and she tried to seduce Buck? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I need help. See, that's why my mind ain't right now. I ain't got no sense from <laughs> this See, that's stuff.
1: See, ne- that's why I never had any belief in Buck, because Buck should have been more... Like, they try to make him a playboy, but really... He she would have been hitting the shit out of Wilmadarian. Well, well, here's the thing, man. You yeah, gotta, any kind of game. You
0: gotta un, you gotta understand every sci-fi every sci-fi show that came out during that period of time that had a Buck Rogers type character were all loosely loosely remodeled or based around Han Solo.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
0: you know all of them. All of them were loosely based around Han Solo, whether it be Buck Rogers, Jason the Star Command, all that stuff. All that was loosely based off of Han Solo's character, so or characteristics
2: still to this day. So, Buck should have been tapping every girl he met. Man, he was a space pimp. Daryl, her name is Pamela Hensley. And the last thing she did was a show I'm surprised it didn't make anybody's list, Matt Houston. Oh, <gasps> she that was didn't on 12 episodes and she played C.J. Parsons. We ain't right. seen her since 84. Well,
0: I I, I I was going to talk about Matt Houston, but I ain't going to talk about him now because you gonna know, mentioned it.
2: So I'm Damn, dude, I just keep stepping on your toes. Your feet okay? It's
0: all right, man. My feet are five. I'm, <laughs> all, right. I'm all right. Oh, all man. Right.
1: So I'll tell you
0: what. I'm not going to talk about Matt, Matt Houston because that was my homeboy, Vigilante Justice.
1: And Remember he had a cat? Holy like shit. Pamela Hensley had a body
0: on her.
2: That's what I'm saying.
0: And I'm not going to talk about Hart, Castle, and McCormick. <gasps> oh. <laughs> uh, yo, I love that show for the car. Everything else I did not give a damn about, but that Ferrari. They had if he had a Ferrari on that show, if I remember right. That car, that that show was dope for that car. You see, that, that, was, that was another thing about eighty shows. You always car. had you always had the the car, the old man, and the young dude.
3: Because the old man would impart wisdom. Yes, he always had a mentor. Yeah. Every one of them had a mentor.
0: Yes, I'm t- man. If we go back in time, I think we could run television for for like we could we could run TV. <laughs>
2: We can fix TV. Yes, we I can just see us now, just sitting in the boardroom. All right, this is all we need for the entire fall <laughs> schedule. Give me a bunch of old men, a bunch of young men, and give me some cool cars, and we'll just work shit out. Just go ahead, and go Eric get that. Gray.
3: I just want her working. Just put her here. <laughs> she wants right. to go into.
1: Okay, there's this scene of uh from Buck Rogers with uh Doctor Eli- Doctor Elias is like staring over at uh Hensley. You're not sure if he stared at Hensley or the guy right beside her, because he's looking over like. My, but it, you never were sure <laughs> true yeah.
0: here we go i'm gonna close it out i'm not gonna talk about matt houston but i'm, I'm gonna sorry. talk about that's what i do brother it's okay i'm gonna talk about mickey spillane's mike hammer
2: oh i almost said that too
0: oh. stacy is mike hammer Oh, tight detective. He was smooth. Then he got busted for cocaine possession in real life. And like and then the news headline said hammer and the slammer. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> no I remember way. that too.
0: Yo, yo. <laughs> Stacy as Mike Hammer was cold. That mm. was a smooth,
2: smooth detective series. That was noir right there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it
0: was so smooth. It, it, that show lasted, even with its cocaine problem, the show lasted three years, and it came back in 1997 as a new syndicated series for a while. That's how cold that show was. Wasn't nobody thinking about Mike Hammer in 97, but Stacey Keach got up and said, I want to do another series. And like Hollywood was like, okay. And they got another one. That I loved- Mike, i love my camera my mom would let me stay up late because the show originally came on on thursdays It's like saturdays or thursdays or then tuesdays and saturdays and wednesdays but on saturdays it was cool she would let me stay up and watch it but like when it moved to tuesday when it moved to thursdays at 10 o'clock she would like every other week she would let me watch it you know because you know you supposed to stay up late as a child but yeah. you know she she let me watch it and i just love i just love this show because he was also like supposedly i remember if i remember this right he was always trying to you uh, catch a glimpse of like this uh, brunette and they never got close they never got close they so never found out who she was and they were supposed to um to build that around an episode that's supposed to show up like in 1985 but i don't remember if that happened or not i just just love that it was you know noir and it was just fantastic it was a fantastic series i and, loved
2: it and the one thing that was weird about it if you if you think about it he had no supporting cast
0: no none still. everybody
2: no. that was in it was only in it for like two three episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. Including the chick from the Eighteen, Marla Hensley. She was only in it for two episodes. She played out. Yeah, Lindsey
3: Bloom was in it for a
2: minute, and uh,
3: there's another one that had a lot Don of Don Shroud was the uh, the captain. Yeah, because uh, Hammer's secretary was um he, she was the secretary. Lindsey Bloom.
0: Yeah, really, I'm surprised nobody's tried to bring that type of show back. It I was, would work. It, I think it really too. would work. But see, I think a lot of a lot of television is kind of scared to have a show that's just really built around. One guy, you know, where, like, say for, like, Burn Notice is a perfect example. Burn Notice, that character, the lead character in that show, could stand alone if he needed to. Yeah. He really could. But, you know, they gave him a supporting cast. Now, the supporting cast is great. And it's a good show. I love that show. But that character is strong enough and written well enough to really stand on his own. You're not going to get that with TV nowadays. Every show has to have a supporting cast. Right now, I can't think of one show where you have a lead character like Mike Hammer who just does it all by himself.
1: I think really big, and then start making big, huge salary demands. Yeah, and they are, or they don't want him to get coked up and decide, and they end up having to suspend production. Yeah. I mean, look what ha- Look at uh, two and a half men. There's a, there's a prime. Ex- I, you'd laugh, but it's a prime example. Look at all the problems that he's having, and that's affected that show's shooting schedule. And that show makes. There's only one show that makes more money than that show, and that's American Idol.
0: Yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah, you know what? Says, you know yeah. what's messed up?
2: He messed up. Yeah. Stacy Keach is on Two and a Half Men. What? He plays yeah. Char. Yeah, he plays Charlie's girlfriend's father, who's gay and he's in a relationship with James Evans Senior. What? I no. ain't making that up. The best, the best character.
1: I love so. my dead gay son. <laughs> <laughs> the best okay. character. Let me break out of Heather's reference. You gotta love it. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> the best character Stacy Keach has played since Mike Hammer was Titus's dad in that fox sitcom titus i loved that show because his dad the character he played was just mean <laughs> it's just mean the show wasn't the greatest but you watched it for him you didn't well
3: watch- i thought i like his stand-up so it was based on his real life right. that christopher
1: got- titus said he didn't go mean enough
3: is what's funny yeah because yeah, that was it was based on his real father
0: I got to give props to Matt Houston though. So props to Matt
2: Houston. I might Yeah, we should we should do an honorable mention of like Magnum PI.
3: Yeah, see yeah.
2: Now, Mag-
0: Magnum. See, I think Magnum is uh, that's one of those officials. That you don't even have to mention Magnum PI because everybody knows Magnum. Now
4: everybody.
1: Yeah. Plus you got I have to and you had to give it up to the show that if you're talking about the re- using recycled footage or talking about a show that did nothing but including a season of nothing but recycled footage, Airwolf.
3: Yeah. Season, on, everybody on, knows that music.
1: Yeah. The season on USA when USA had no money and no reason and it, you're like, "Why?" and no, it was nothing but certain recycled footage because they couldn't get the rights to like they couldn't get the rights to the TV show recycled footage but they could get the rights to the movie. TV movie recycled footage.
0: Oh boy! I remember the Airwolf video game at the arcade. star but I had two. Yo, man, the, the helicopter. The... If you pushed the button, the helicopter would do a flip, and yes. and, and then like you could get power ups to shoot like fifteen missiles at once. Oh. And it had and it had the synthesizer music, but it was like you know, but it was a bad synthesizer because it was a video game. So it's was like, yeah, it was I bad. i Had that on the Nintendo. Oh yeah. <laughs> I uh, it's it still wasn't as good as Choplifter, but um yeah, I take I took it back.
1: Oh god, what was the other one? No, uh Tiger Heli. Tiger, yeah, Tiger Heli rocked some too. ass.
0: But um but no man, like there for people listening to this episode, if if you say, Well what about this show? What about that show? This is not a definitive. This is just some of our favorites. So okay.
1: know, trust us in about a month or so we'll be one on nineties
0: yeah yeah we will talk about cleopatra 2025 oh you uh, 20, know that's right
1: 25 oh
2: yeah in <laughs> Renegade.
1: okay well, i think we should just do okay can we do just an episode on xena hercules cleopatra 25
2: 25 i mean sir, just please,
0: just that,
1: please, that sir. action block
2: and, <laughs> and, and, please, sir. and, and
1: jack of all, sh- all trades
2: oh uh, and don't forget what was the one with pamela anderson wasn't that one in the ip yeah, wasn't that in the late I, '90s or is that? Yeah, VIP was
0: in the '90s, yes. Should we just
2: well, do one on, Should we should we do it on
1: just the uh, ones that were the action block? Let's no. do just the action block because VIP wasn't in the action block. Well, there's a lot. Yeah,
0: of, right. There was, was a lot of '90s stuff. Well, see that action block though. You got to be careful with that because like there were a couple of different action blocks. Like mm-hmm. with like you actually had Action Pack, which is like a universal thing, which also had some that Donnie and I talked about tech war. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Hey man, Greg Evans, you
1: guys—the <laughs> new, the new bandit, the new bandit.
2: Oh, see, <laughs> yes, with, a BJ in the bear in, in
1: our first. Oh,
2: remake, BJ and the bear—that's seventies. Uh, no, it ended in the eighties. Yeah, it ended in the eighties. Yeah, still-
1: I, I did bring in Buck Rogers, so yeah, you can it's
2: still apply. Yeah, B- Come B- on, man! It had Mack trucks,
0: monkeys, and crime. Um, I would like to now, even though it started in the 70s I would also like to qualify in the 80s uh, Rockford Files yes. oh yeah that was the shit Rockford Files was dope The Rockford Files was dope was dope for one reason every episode before it started he played a message from his answering machine
2: yes he did
0: and then that music hit dun dun dun, dun.
2: I love that music too See, I, I am so mad at CBS Home Video man because they make every season like $50 I can't afford it I want to buy I Netflix so hey, it I Netflix it it's a
0: Garner need that money man Garner needs that
1: money. If you're going to bring in Rockford Fowls, I have to bring in one of the greatest all time Buddy Cop shows. What's that? It's a show of a man and a woman
4: Talk about Cagney that. and Lacey. That
1: <laughs> yeah, was I was oh, just going to mention sir.
2: that, man. The show that made lesbians in the 80s say, Here I am. They weren't lesbian. Leave them alone.
1: Sherry <laughs> <laughs> Glass wasn't.
3: <laughs> time Dale was not a lesbian. She was married <laughs> to, the, uh, to the brother from. What show was that? Your brother? She was married to at one time. She
1: was married to a black. Oh, she was
3: married yeah, to a black man. Was. That definitely means a she a no, beard.
2: She, she was married to the guy who st- He was unemployed. He stayed home and drank beer all day. <laughs> no, he was on a. He was from another. You gonna make it? I could
1: really, up. really buzz. I,
2: I'm. I'm right here. Harvey Lacy, John Clern. Mm. It's the only damn thing this fool. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Oh, okay. <laughs> Before we go, I want to say thank you guys for being on the show today. Much appreciated,
0: and um, we're gonna give y'all a little bit of moment to um, just tell people where they can
3: find you on the interwebs. So, Daryl, we go with you first, sir. Where can people find you? Uh, well, you can find me on uh, the Comics Forum now. I have my forum for No Apologies, so you can find me there, or you can hit me up with a with an email at um, No Apologies. Uh, 1225gmail.com so we do the Skype meetings like every Saturday so if you want to join in you got Skype just let me know and uh, you can talk comics or whatever and you can get me uh, the Fixers Hideout .hideout thefixers.hideout.com we got a website for that you can hit us up on Facebook just put in the Fixers Hideout or Comic Roadshow or No Apologies and you will get those sites and you can interlock and
2: check and check us all out Cool, cool. Now Donnie, where can people find you? Uh you could check me out at uh reality wasted and you can find us at uh reality wasted net. I mean dot com or you could go to reality wasted dot net and uh you could catch me right here too, right here in this very feed. <laughs> Sean and I do shows every once in a while and then I do um Tales from the Attic. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes, and uh, you recently did a Tales of the Attic episode where you talked about one of the worst comic books ever made, <laughs> U- US 1, <laughs> Issue 8. That's true. That is true. Papa Wheelie, baby. Papa, Papa Wheelie. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Pop- I'm going I'm to find every issue of US 1 and send it to you. You should just do a run. Uh, Tales from the Attic run on the entire US-1 series, sir. Please, send,
2: send it here and see if I don't jump in my car and drive all the way out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. And, 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 John, where can the people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at J-O-N underscore C-A-R-R-O-L-L. Uh, Facebook, John Carroll. Let me see. I've changed my website up. Uh, it's going to be the Carroll chronicles.blogspot.com You can also listen to my bitter at times, uh, funny even less uh, ramblings here on the PKD Media Forum uh, with either the Carol Chronicles podcast or whatever random stuff, Sean, Donnie, interviews, whatever we do. Cool. Fantastic. Mm Fantastic. Thank
0: you again, gentlemen, for being on the show. Um, I had a great time. Please remember, I will not forget how bad y'all talked about me about Auto Man, but I don't give a damn. <laughs> I don't give a damn. Auto Man was
1: awesome. I he would likely, like to close this podcast Sean. with I want to close by saying, Get off my Auto Man!
0: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, don't let me stop this <laughs> room. <laughs> And that concludes this week's PKD Black Box. The PKD Black Box is available via iTunes, or you can go to pkdmedia.com to get our show, check out our forum, and read comics like Mercury and the Murd, XO one on the Rock Solid Steelbots, Agents of Cult, and Luke Foster's The Gang from the Store, six days a week for free. And if you're on iTunes or our forum board, drop us a line or email us at blackbox at pkdmedia.com. Thanks again for listening. Until then, dream big and hustle hard. Oh, hey, now. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you? Oh, doing good this morning. Doing good this morning. We got our list ready, and, and uh, we are ready to talk some 80s action. 80s, got to love it. Street Hawk. Hey, I'm going to talk about Street Hawk.
1: Please believe.
0: Street Hawk what we talked about.
1: I wish we could include 90s because I would talk about the
3: most awesomest of all time. What's that?
1: Viper.
3: <laughs> you know, I I was like, is that '80s? I had to look it up. I was like, is that '80s? Because I remember that.
2: Oh no, no the yeah, 90s. Yeah, that was awesome 90.
1: It. That was like '94. Originally, I remember it was an NBC show, and yep. then it went syndication. Sure enough, it was part of that action
0: pack. I think, if, if memory serves me right, or was it? Was it? The,
1: yeah, it was one of the Friday night shows with uh, Baywatch, I believe, at the, around the same time.
3: Wow. I think. It, well, in New York, they moved it to Saturday afternoons and just gave you like a block of. <laughs> stuff.
1: Yeah. It was on Sundays here. Well no, it was no it was on Saturday night because you know it was right, right, right after it. What's the that? The second greatest nineties action show of all time. Baywatch Soldier Nights? of Fortune. So good. Oh yeah. Oh, first se- uh, that the first know. season was great. And then they fucked up with the second
0: season. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Soldier of Fortune, wasn't that the show with Dennis Rodman? In the I second season? It yes. yes it was. Yes. <laughs>
1: Oh, did you ever watch? Okay, you, did you you watch The Shield, right? Mm-hmm. You remember how they had the guy that they killed off in the first episode? Oh, I'm sorry, spoilers. They had him in the title credits and everything, so it was such a shock when he got killed and die, he got killed off. Yeah. They did the. They had first done that in Soldier of Fortune.
0: Yeah, that was uh what? Now wasn't Brad Johnson's character that got killed? No, no, Brad Johnson's character got killed in that NBC show you see undercover. Because he was the lead in that, and he got killed. And they brought in uh, the dude from the Mummy films, uh, Dead Fear. They brought him in. That's a different show. Okay, my bad. My bad.
2: They uh, killed the quarterback for Tampa Bay? No, not that dude. <laughs> I not know. His. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Soldier of Fortune, was that 97? Yeah. Yes. Was it? Yes, it, well, it, that, that was mid to late
0: 90s because I, I was still living in Middletown when that show was on. And I and I couldn't help but watch it, even though I knew it was bad. And wasn't it like a Bruckheimer-produced show?
1: Yes.
3: The first season
1: was great. The second season was not.
2: But you ain't beating TNT. That's on my list, sir. That's on my list too, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The best the best nineties action show was Thunder and Paradise, brother. (laughs) I had that. Let me check my list. That
1: that was nineties, that wasn't. That was the nineties. That
2: was the best one. Hulk Hogan and and, and Jack Lemon's son. Oh yeah, that's Daryl. Are, are you are you at Yahoo or are you at Gmail? Uh, actually, I got both, but uh, I, have a G-
3: to- I have a Gmail is easy to, to for me to check.
1: Okay, I'll send it to that. I've got I've got my all time the score that I got last week at a uh, a con. I'm going to send the picture of it to you guys. Hold on. No, see what I used to love
0: about Thunder in Paradise. The reason why, as the one of the main reasons why Hogan jumped, nothing. <laughs> no, no. Ah. what cracked me up was was that the reason why he took that WCW job um, when his uh, WWF contract was up. They gave him a fat contract, but they said, "We'll give you a TV show. Right. We're filming all of our all of our WCW shows in Florida, and at the time, so they're like, like, yeah, go ahead and you can do this show for us.'" And now, Donnie, how many episodes did you say that sh- that series had? Like eighteen? No, yeah, it had more I than that. No, dude, no, it didn't. It 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 didn't. This is what happens when you make eighteen episodes and you only show one new episode every five weeks. Ooh, but
2: well, no, because I think they gave them like three movies though. Too oh, like yeah, it was originally TV. straight to video, then one season, and
1: then rebroadcast it. It was syndicated originally. It had twenty two. Episodes before went to, before it had the other movies, and,
2: uh, and it had but, a movie in. 90. Well, we
1: four were two parters, so I guess you're. That's an argumentative one, yeah. That you're right. No four two, four parters, yeah.
3: No one can touch a man called Hawk. That's mine. That's my <laughs> show.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't have to agree. I liked
3: that. I love that show. I love. Hawk was the, man, please. I wish Hawk was my daddy.
1: <laughs> you know what? But he was better at Cisco once he got the goatee. Once he got. Once he grew the hawk goatee. I followed him and anything shaved, anything and shaved he the done. head. Once he shaved, then he became a badass. Cisco was like somebody you cared about when you finally shaved the head.
3: Well, he he, he was scaring He was scaring um on Klingons. Okay, but <laughs> well, you go back to but he took a Klingon battle, bat bat He took it from a Klingon and punched the Klingon in the face.
1: Or even better, when he punched Q and Q was like, Picard never hit me. And he's like, I'm not Picard, motherfucker.
3: Exactly.
2: I don't sit there
3: having conversations.
2: (laughs) Damn, that show had everybody in it. Moses Gunn, Angela Bassett, (laughs) Charles S. Dutton, Wesley Snipes. That was was the blackest show on television. Yes. That's not...
1: Well, and Moses' gun. Goddamn Moses' gun. Yeah. But you know, that was a lot of those show People on the way up, people on the way down. And in between, boom! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, oh my god, there's a guy actually credited on uh, Thunder in Paradise as Voice of the Boat. <laughs> <laughs> voice of Thunder. <laughs> it's like, really? Hmm. Really?
2: Voice of the Boat.
1: Well, it's voice of thunder. I just put in voice of the boat. It had Carol Alt. Carol Alt! As Kelly LaRue. Mm-mm. <laughs> I was looking at. Oh my god. Felicity Waterman was in that. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, man. Them shows was bad, man.
1: Oh gosh. She was in Pensacola Wings of Gold. Oh, oh come on, man. You ain't had to bring up Pensacola.
0: That show, oh, that
1: show was, awesome. <laughs>
0: that show was it. awful.
1: That come show was awfully awful. But that, you know what? That show was great for one reason. You always watched it on the off chance the off chance Barbara Streisand would pop up in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a chance because her husband was in it, and James Rowland is a bad motherfucker.
2: I'm um, hanging up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, Ronnie Van Johnson.
2: Click. Uh, uh,
1: come on. was <laughs> oh, the guy who played T.C. Russell in Passions. Come on.
2: I got to. They they they're oh, talking black, for, dude. I'm, I'm looking up shit for Moses Gunn. Can we count um <laughs> um Little House on the Prairie as an action 80 show? Because every once in a while, Charles had to whoop some ass. Not, <laughs> not only did he have to whip ass, he had to save the town.
3: That's right. <laughs> there was
1: biggest.
0: Uh-oh, we lost John. He should be coming I, back. There, there is.
1: he is. Did I ever leave? What? No, you were
0: breaking up. You're not running oh. off a wireless, are you? Oh, hell no. Okay. All right.
1: No, but don't forget there were big-ass explosions in the last episode of Little House. <laughs> yo,
0: yo, man, every, every two years they have a two-hour movie where somebody would come into town and try to set the whole damn town on fire. And and then, and then Michael, Michael whatchamacallit, what was his name? Landon. Landon, Michael Landon with his curly hair would have to go out and go get the FTD dude to go save the day. Every <laughs> every every two years, it always happened. It's the same that, shit.
2: Did you had the alcoholic. season finale where they built a fake town and they had all the people go in and wreck they, it? Or was yeah, that Blazing Saddles? Was was that, played, that was the end. Was usually they Blazing
1: Saddles. They actually <laughs> lot of, lot of I town get now, I think from what I read, because my sister watched the hell out of that show, because five years older than her wheelhouse. Last episode, they're like, "Fuck it, we ain't selling it. the town. Got bought out. Fuck it, we blowing this shit up." Yeah. I remember that. I watched it. I remember that. I like remember Monday. Then they dropped the keys and just walked on out.
0: I just remember when they blew up the town, I was waiting for, like, the A-team van to come
3: out of nowhere. <laughs> you give us, you give my team an hour. <laughs> we, we can do
4: anything. Brought yeah, <laughs> up, right up in the buggy. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, all right all right you, been, you should i'm surprised you should have been recording this Sean. Dude, I, I
0: am I, I hit record as soon as the phone call starts <laughs> you want to know why because one day oh my
1: god moses was in cornbread earl and me oh, <laughs> oh, oh. that's why and i almost got you shafts big score they had shafts big score in that in a three dollar bin and this is why i hit record as soon as i hit call <laughs>
0: Because one day, I'm just going to put together an episode out of all the stuff that, that doesn't make the cut. And
3: people are going to be like, what is wrong with these people? Oh, I have so much like, so much tape of that <laughs> <laughs> out there in the world.
1: You do? I was like, you want to tell them what I almost bought you? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. I almost bought him a Watermelon Man by, with, uh, by, who was it? Uh, by the good, the good, by the daddy, not talking? the son. Are you talking about John Amos?
3: No no no, oh, no, 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 no. Um, let's see. He played a cop in, in in another movie before that, if I'm thinking of the same one you're talking about.
1: Oh, I'm talking about the Melvin Van Peebles film. Oh, yeah. The, right. Oh, whoa. Yeah.
0: I, I'd have been real upset with you. if you'd have sent I to
1: you, my I I, you I told you I was going to buy you that. I know, I know, and I joked with you. I
0: was <laughs> like, yeah, don't be sending that to my house. I'll send it back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Come on, it had still It had Aaron Moran in it.
3: That can't save that.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right, here we go. This is what we was Melvin with. Van Peebles in it? Yeah, Melvin. Oh, uh, he was the director. Because that's in the contract. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: Black guy and white face. Come on. <sighs> I'd rather watch
0: that white like me segment that Eddie Murphy did on Saturday Night Live in the AMS. yeah, yeah. Go go to a bank, take as much money as you want.
2: Oh, that was funny as hell. You do you could
0: know, pay it back or you don't have to. It's okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when, when the black dude got off the bus and everybody had champagne and shit. Yes. It was funny as hell. And man. they were dancing around and that yeah,
3: yeah. I thought that was true when I was when I like <laughs> <laughs> it is true. We just don't Yeah, talk. I was
1: about to say I was like Daniel and I were like,
3: is it? <laughs> you saw all the black people looking around like when I was in the city, we looked twice, like <laughs> Mm-mm. I'm going to catch y'all dancing one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is what we're oh, going to do. This is what All right,
1: doing. I got one last okay. thing. Godfrey Cambridge, the guy he was in, Watermelon Man, Yeah. he died while shooting a victory at Entebbe, about body mm-hmm. Amin. And Amin claimed it was punishment from God. Uh, it's like, no, he yo-yo uh, dieted.
0: Wow. <sighs> Oof. Wow, that is yeah. rough. Yeah. That is real rough. And Jeffrey Cambridge was actually pretty... If that's what I think is—he's pretty good actor. He's actually a pretty good comedian, if, if if I'm thinking of who I'm thinking of.
1: You are, yeah. yeah.
0: He's actually a really good comedian. I think that dude was kind of ahead of his time, um, honestly, because like I heard some of his material on serious serious radio, and because uh, they'll they'll like you know there's a um, comedy channel Jamie Foxx has called the Foxhole, and it plays like a lot <laughs> of um a lot of comedy, a lot of music, and they play like a, they play for a while, they play like a bunch of uh, Jeffrey Cambridge, um. Uh, material, and the way it sounded it sounded, in a way it kind of sounded current, but I'm like, no, this is old, but it sounded current, I'm like and I just didn't know how old this guy was, and that's that material is old but it's still, it didn't sound dated you know, it's not like uh, my homeboy uh, Flip Wilson, love Flip Wilson yeah, but it's dated, it's dated
3: it's severely dated, Red Fox, you could listen to some of his old stuff It's it still fits now Mm-hmm. Like some of the things he was talking about, some of the things Richard Pryor was talking about still fits now yes,
0: what what hurts me about it's like as far as comedians like Richard Pryor and Red Fox go, they're comedians nowadays that literally just lift their material- lift their material and just just go with it. I mean, it's literally line for line, yeah, line for line, bit for bit, and I'm like, yo y'all, can't y'all come up with
3: y'all's own shit
0: if not, and, why are you doing this
3: And they don't even get the context of what they're talking about like they don't even they don't even understand what the joke it was jo- it was jokes but they were out, they came out of pain yes of what they were going through and comedians that do it now they don't get that no they just they get the comedy beats
0: but they might right. like, they may not get the words behind Maybe we about to have church up in here <laughs>
2: <laughs> mhm
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> reaction
4: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> all right this I we feel like essence. i feel like Morgan Freeman at the end of, of Glory. <laughs> Just sing that song.
4: <laughs>
2: Come on up here, boy. It's okay. <laughs> Say what's on your mind.
1: Uh, later in my life, I will be God.
2: <laughs> <it's> a... <laughs> <coughs> we ain't never going to get
3: this episode started. All right. I keep thinking of that tear. That one that last tear that came. That, <laughs> that glory tear. Every time I got beat, I was like, my mother made me cry that glory tear. <laughs>
1: uh, <sighs> okay. <laughs> like, okay. Jinx. <laughs> okay, we're well, we gonna get started.
2: This is what <laughs> we are gonna do. Oh, we didn't start yet? No, we didn't <laughs> start yet. 17, 15
1: minutes recorded and we ain't started yet. We oh we're we this is gonna go. It's going to be shit. fucking. It's like be two o'clock before we done.
2: All right, this is what's going down. We gotta go to a wedding around twelve thirty, so <laughs> yeah.
0: so we better we better get a move on. All right, we, we late. We got we got four people on the call.
2: Um, you know
0: we do what we can so we don't like talk over each other. I mean it's cool if it happens, but let's try to let's try to be easy on that because you know how Skype is. Once three people talk, at one Skype explodes. So. Um, <laughs> So let's be, let's be careful on that. What we'll do is, fa- like, like I said before, favorite 80s action shows. And, um, you know, we, I, we will allow if you got a show that's like a mixture of like reality slash sci-fi based uh, shows, like, you know, shows that are based in reality, but they add a the, like, little sci-fi element like Auto Man. We'll let that pass. It's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll allow it.
2: Just because you were the only person alive that liked that show doesn't mean we've got to allow it. I don't give a damn. Cause it's not even on my list.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's my damn show. <laughs> <It's
0: true. laughs> I never thought I have to day to st- I had to make the day to say that, but I just did. Auto Man might be on my list still, but
3: no, but that's the power of Street Hawk. But anyway, Um uh-huh.
1: I'm yelling "Animal" because I started chanting.
3: <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with Animal. Hey man, you leave Animal alone. Yeah, Manimal that's is right. Like, Manimal is tight. Like, and horrible. Manimal is tight. I don't give a damn I what to
0: say. Shoot, like, man. like Donnie, like Donnie told me yesterday. Manimal transformed into three animals every episode because that's all the budget could afford.
2: That's right. Exactly. A snake, a bird, and a cougar. <laughs> that's it. was like, what it's is a it? A what? Man so or? That's the the producers had at home. <laughs> Bring your cougar, <laughs> Frank. <friend. laughs> <laughs>